Hi, I am Eli Aringay from On Faith and Fatherhood, and welcome to my podcast. Through this podcast, I will be sharing my insights on parenting, homeschooling, family, and faith. It is my belief that family is God's instrument to carry on His commands and decrees from one generation to the next. And as parents, it is our duty to raise obedient and God-fearing children. Way back in uh, 2001, a movie entitled uh, Serendipity was released and uh, shown in uh, theaters, particularly here in the Philippines. This uh, Hollywood movie was starred by John Cusack and uh, Kate Beckinsale. I'm not sure how many of those in, in our current <laughs> generation knew them, but you are definitely familiar with them if you belong to my generation. <laughs> Briefly, the plot of this romantic movie is that uh, two strangers met at a time they were uh, in a in respective relationships with someone else, but then they developed uh, this uh, mutual a mutual attraction towards each other. The characters then decided to do this. Uh, they put their respective names and uh, phone numbers on one on a uh, five dollar bill. And the other, the, the names, the name and the phone number on the front of uh, end paper of a book that will be sold the next day. Their agreement is that if each, if each find the other's item, they are meant to be together and uh, can make contact. So they go on their separate lives, but after several years, one of them, uh, one ended up seeing that $5 bill and the other, the book with their respective contact numbers. They then decided to contact each other and resume their romance. They believe that the initial quote-unquote chance meeting led them to become lovers for life. After all, the word serendipity is defined as occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. The word serendipity is even synonymous to the usage of the words such as lucky break, good luck, dumb luck, or happy chance. And maybe, just like the plot of this movie, a lot of people have this belief that several events that happen in their lives takes place by chance. That there are, that, that there are situations uh, that unfold just by accident without any sense of purpose or reason. And I think that as parents, this is something that we must clearly teach our children. There are no accidents in their lives. It will be awkward to teach them otherwise, for uh, to teach them that things happen by chance or by accident because it might give them the impression that they were born out of chance <laughs> or by mere accident. It will be strange for them to hear that, right? So, well, I will have to say that in a way, it is understandable to think that it is possible that things happen by chance or by accident. And uh, we develop this notion because of our inability to tell the future, both long-term and uh, short-term. Long-term in the sense that we cannot really know for certain what will happen to us five years or uh, ten years from now. 
We can make plans but there is no guarantee that our plans will happen exactly the way we want them to happen. Similarly, we cannot tell the future even on a short-term basis. We can visualize or predict what may happen in the next few minutes or hours but we are also mindful that something else may happen different from 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 what we are expecting. And so we may tend to believe that accidents really do happen in our lives. Well, I believe otherwise. Premised on uh, reasons which I will divide on uh, into these two categories. Category number one, those that are uh, within our control. And uh, category number two, those outside our control. There are things that happen uh, that are within our control and those that happen outside our control. I believe this is the same principle that we can teach our children when telling them about life and uh, faith. In this first category, those that are within our control, the, the principle is simple. Our actions and decisions have corresponding consequences. Our actions and decisions have corresponding consequences. So when we do things intentionally, we must not be surprised of the outcome. And if choices have consequences, there can never be an accident. Let me illustrate this by uh, everyday example, using everyday example. Let us say one is driving on a highway that sets a speed limit of 60 kilometers per hour. But instead of following this speed limit, the driver exceeded his speed and ended up crashing his car. Now, for the driver or maybe for others, they will, they will call this an accident due to the unfortunate outcome. But really, it was never an accident but a case of negligence and a bad choice of disobeying the speed limit set on that highway. The bottom line is simple. Choices have consequences. Intentional actions will most probably produce predictable results. This is something that we also intentionally teach our children about. There are choices that will have guaranteed results. An example would be disobedience and dishonor of parents. Disobeying and dishonoring us will surely be meted with appropriate discipline. So if they, our children, receive the appropriate discipline of spanking, they can never claim that the result is by chance. To obey or disobey is something that is within their control. And if the outcome turned out to be unfavorable to them, they can never claim that the result is an accident. The second category are those that are outside one's control. This includes the behaviors and decisions of others towards us. It is something that we cannot absolutely control. Forces of nature or uh, in law, we, we have what we call as fortuitous events or unforeseen events. They do happen apart from one's decisions and preferences. One example is our current pandemic, uh, this COVID-19. Although the disease can be rooted on an initial act of negligence by someone else, 
still the spread of this deadly illness is something that is apart from the control of an individual. We can follow all these health protocols in place and spare ourselves from being infected, but it will not necessarily stop the spread of the disease or even its mutation into another form of virus. One can only do so much, but basically, we cannot control situations such as this. Same is uh, true with typhoons and earthquakes. All and all these uh, forces of nature, all, all of these are outside our control. But here is something that I believe all of us must learn. Just because a lot of things happen beyond one's control does not mean that no one is in control. Though the world may appear to be in chaos and uh, to, to a certain extent or in a state of confusion as you look at nations in turmoil, you, you see people starving and dying out of it. You see there is you see the rampant corruption of those in power and you, you see the proliferation of evil in the society. One may be tempted to think that the world in general is out of control. That things are running wild. And this tendency to think in this manner impacts not only how we view events on a general scale, but even on a personal level. At times, we think that events in our lives happen by chance, that there is no greater purpose or reason why these events take place. A sickness or a death in the family, a loss of employment, any other form of suffering and persecution, all of this may lead one to think that accidents indeed happen in our lives. That life has no reason, no purpose, no direction, no intended objective. All of these are rooted in the belief that no one is absolutely in control over the things that are beyond one's control. I will say it again to avoid confusion. Many people have this belief that no one is absolutely in control over the things and events that are outside their individual control. To this, what I tell others and teach my children is that someone is sovereignly in control. God. You look at this pandemic and let me tell you that the virus did not come apart from the sovereign purpose of God. Maybe as a result of this pandemic, you lost your job or a loved one got sick even died, but let me tell you that did not happen apart from the sovereign purpose and will of God. No accidents, no chance. We are where we are because everything aligned to the will of the one who is sovereignly in control. I remember a close brother in the faith telling us that his son just lost his job since the company needs to cut down on their expenses as a result of the lockdowns imposed to avert the pandemic. This brother told us that his son was um, extremely sad and somehow depressed with this situation. His encouragement for his son was that there is a purpose for what happened, that God in his providence may be steering him, his son, into another direction. And you see this kind of encouragement, this kind of sharing of truth 
help this son cope with this situation. That is why it is important for parents to raise children in the knowledge of and faith in God. They have to understand that nothing in this world, nothing in their lives is outside the will and control of the Lord. That even when things appear to be running wild, the world was never out of control. It will always accomplish the greater will, the greater glory of God at the end of the day. In that context, there are no accidents in life. It is always a matter of timing and the will of God. This is so true for believers. By His providence, God preserves His people. Hence, if we want our children to be in the protection and providence of God, raise them to become believers. Sometimes even the unfortunate events that we suffer turn out to be the best for the accomplishment of God's will. In the Bible, one example would be the life of Joseph. You see, Joseph's brothers were envious of him. They attempted to kill him, then they changed their mind and decided to sell him as a slave. Joseph was falsely accused, put in prison and forgotten by others. However, it turned out that all these circumstances paved the way for him, for Joseph, to become the second most powerful figure in Egypt at that time, only next to Pharaoh. With this authority and with God's guidance, Joseph was able to suggest and devise a way that preserved the nation of Israel during a seven-year famine. I would suppose Joseph did not see, this, did not see that coming. And I suppose that it must have been difficult for him to see any good out of his sufferings. But God's hand was upon Joseph's life all along. God was orchestrating his will through the life of Joseph. And when Joseph came face to face with his brothers, no longer the uh, persecuted Joseph, but now the powerful Joseph, his brothers begged for his forgiveness. But this is what Joseph told his brothers. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. This is what Joseph said. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. You see, Joseph did not view his life as a series of misfortunes and accidents. He told his brothers that it was God's will that was being accomplished through his life. God preserved Joseph so that his plan, God's plan, of preserving the nation of Israel will be fulfilled. Similarly, even in our mistakes, God can overturn it and accomplish his greater purpose. He can put his love and grace on display and work in a way that those mistakes will be for our good. Now, I am not saying that it is fine to live in mistakes and be unrepentant. Of course, repentance is part of reconciling with God. We cannot expect forgiveness unless we repent. <laughs> but even after we repent, 
after we surrender our lives to Christ, we still cannot live perfectly. But the comfort here is that a believer will be preserved and sustained by God. That even, in, even if there are times that the believer falls, God will sustain that person to stand up and persevere in the faith. The bottom line is that there are no accidents. God's hand is always at work. This truth is comforting to any believer. Why? Because you can be rest assured that there is a good reason for your circumstances even when you are in the midst of pain and sufferings. But this is also a scary truth for unbelievers. Knowing that God is sovereignly in control also means that the day of judgment will come. And I'm not scaring you guys, <laughs> but I'm just stating a truth. There will be no accidents by that time, only consequences. Hence, life is not a matter of chance. Events that take place in our lives can never be an accident. They are ordained. There is someone working in the background. There is an overarching purpose, plan, and design that will be accomplished. How the daily circumstances of billions of individuals over the course of human history fit and work together in perfect synchronization to accomplish a clear purpose later on, that I do not know. <laughs> but you see, the Bible gives us clear details on some things. But a lot of details in our lives are not revealed to us and merely unfold before our very eyes as we go on in this life. One thing is certain though, even as those details unfold gradually, and even if they are unpredictable most of the time, none of those happen by accident. There are no accidents in your life. It is only a question of which side you will find yourself in. Will you be on the side uh, of those whom God preserves, will preserve even in the midst of pain and sufferings? Or will you be on the side of those who will seize judgment, notwithstanding the pleasures and comforts of life that you experience at this time? Our children need to understand the sovereignty of God in the lives of His people. And there is great comfort knowing that truth if you belong to Him. If we will teach our children that God has a purpose in their lives, help them first to know about Christ. Let us do away with this tendency of merely telling our children how wonderful is God's purpose for them, for their career, for their education, for their finances, without first telling them the eternal purpose of God. When we speak of, of their purpose in life, let us not feed them with a temporal and earthly perspective. The only reason why we can confidently claim that there are no accidents in our lives, in their lives, is because of an eternal purpose that God has planned even before anything came into existence. On a final note, Teach this clear purpose of God over the lives of our children. God intends that they become a part of the body of Christ. God intends that they be in a community with other believers. 
part of God's purpose for them, for us, is to become a part of the church. In a society, in a generation that teaches that teaches us to focus on ourselves, that we do not need others, that developing meaningful relationships with others is obsolete, that if we are stronger if we are alone, our children must learn otherwise. They must learn that God created them for relationships. Our children must not must know that they are not a lone ranger church, <laughs> if there is such a term, but that they are called to be a part of a church, to be in the body of Christ. There are no accidents. God is always sovereign. As a matter of fact, for both the things that are within our control and those that are outside our control, Nothing takes place apart from the sovereign decree and will of God. So that's it for today's episode. Till next time.